When you come to China as a foreigner, you may think it's impossible to find financing, especially if you don't have any Chinese connections, like a Chinese wife or someone that's willing to sponsor you. Well, little do you know, there are ways that you can buy a car in China that's financially illegal, and I will show you how in this episode. Everybody knows that the average person can't pay for a brand new car using cash, especially in China, where some of the cars may be quite expensive, especially if they're imported. I was lucky enough to do an interview with an expat named Edward, who's from South Korea, and he started many businesses in China. What first started to be a cell phone accessory business, ended up expanding to be a business to sell secondhand cars, especially the premium and luxury brands, to expats in China. However, before he started this business, he ran into a lot of financial problems until he partnered with a bank called Pingang that accepts up to 70% financing under certain conditions. So if you wanted to buy a vehicle for 100,000 RMB, 70,000 RMB can be financed and 30,000 would have to be put down as a down payment, which is a lot more realistic than paying all in cash. But to actually go through this kind of loan, there are certain requirements that you must meet. Of course, as an expat, no matter where you are in the world, if you're an expat in a specific country, banks want to make investments that are safe and risk adverse. They want to make sure that you are reachable and contactable and they want to minimize the risk of you just leaving the country and just leaving a big amount of debt behind without paying the bank back the money that they lended you. So Edward was able to work a deal with Pingan Bank and it starts with having the following things straightened out. You need to have some kind of proof that you can provide 30% of the down payment. As I mentioned, if it's an 100,000 RMB car, you need to provide proof that you have 30,000 RMB in the bank ready to go. You need to make sure all your passport and visa information is updated and legal and that it will not expire within the next six months. You need to have six months of your phone records that you can give to the company that's trying to finance you and this event will be ping on bank so that you can prove that you've been in the city for at least six months. They want to make sure that if you buy a car in a certain city that you're an actual resident of that city and you're not just going there for tourism. You obviously need your temporary residence permit. This is standard for all foreigners coming to China that they need to go to the police station and register their address. So you just need to have that with you. And you need a Chinese driver's license. The easiest way to get a Chinese driver's license is to just use your home country's driver's license, get that license notarized, and then go ahead and get it translated and go to the DMV in China to attend a test. This test is usually 100 questions in which you have to score a 90 or above on the test. But without a Chinese driver's license, you will not be able to finance a car in China. And lastly, you will need a license plate. This is probably the hardest step out of all the steps, depending on the city that you're in. In my city, in Guangzhou, which is a tier 1 city, there's two different methods of getting a license plate. One is using the lottery method that can typically be done online if you just register your name, your location, and provide your passport information. And the concept is that every month there is a set of license plates that are issued at the end of the month. And if you're within that lucky draw, you can get one of those license plates. Otherwise, you have to wait until the following month. I've had people get license plates within one month, and I've had people wait until two years after the fact to get their license plate. Now, if you don't want to take the risk of going through a lottery, then you can go ahead and apply for a license plate by paying a hefty amount of cash. In Guangzhou, you can expect to pay between 20,000 to 40,000 RMB, depending on the season and how many cars are on the road. 
Obviously, if there are more license plates and cars registered on the road, the cost would be more so that you don't have to wait and you can get a license plate issued immediately. Luckily, Edwards Business in Guangzhou is very flexible and they're willing to loan you a license plate in the time frame that you're getting your personal license plate. One more step I forgot is that you need to have some kind of a legal business entity that your name is under. You don't necessarily have to be the CEO or the owner, but this is just a measure that the bank is taking place to make sure that you actually want to stay in China for a long time and you're not here just for like a temporary contracting job and then you're going to leave the country. So having a partner or some kind of a company that you own or you're a major shareholder of is also needed at, for this financing to go through. After you've obtained the Chinese driver's license, the license plate provided your phone records and company registration of the company that you may be a co-founder for, now you want to look for a car you want to buy. There are plenty of second-hand car markets in China. You can simply use Google Translate and look for second-hand car markets and then search them in Baidu or whatever map applications you use when you're in China. Look for a car in your budget. Expect the prices to be between 50,000 to sometimes over 500,000 RMB depending on the make, model, and the year. You want to make sure you thoroughly check the car at approved inspection areas. It is good to get these contacts beforehand. You want to make sure these contacts do this business regularly, as in the annual inspections that are required for all cars, that they kind of already do this business and they know exactly what required to pass this inspection. Once you're satisfied with the car you have, you have the proper paperwork, you've done the proper inspections, now it's a step where you determine the amount of financing. After your financing is approved, up to 70%, remember, can be done by the bank and the other 30% can be down payment. You can change those numbers. It can be 50-50%. It's whatever your situation entails. You can pay the down payment and start driving. Some lessons learned that Edward shared with me during the interview for buying a, a new or used car in China as a foreigner using financing. In the southern and mid, mid parts of China, especially during the summer, there are a lot of flooding going on. And you want to make sure that your car is not flooded. Legally, cars are not allowed to be resold if they're flooded, as in like the whole car has been underwater or maybe the engine has been underwater because of extreme floods. So that, again, uh, going back to the point to make sure you thoroughly check the vehicle before you go ahead and purchase it. The cheaper your budget is, the more likely that you're going to face more problems in the future with the car, especially if it's over five years old and the maintenance history is not so clear in the vehicle. When you do finally get the vehicle and you have the license plate and the driver's license, be sure to follow the rules of the city you're driving in. I almost got burned with a fine in Shenzhen. I actually have a Guangzhou license plate. And just because you have a license plate in one city does not mean you can drive in another city. To give you an example, in Beijing, depending on what number your license plate ends in, determines what day of the week you can drive on. Now that's if you actually have a Beijing license in Beijing. In my case, I was driving to Shenzhen for a business trip using a Guangzhou license plate. Unless you register beforehand, which I didn't know of, you can get fined for driving during rush hour, as in between 7 to 9 a.m. or 5 to 7.30 p.m. And that kind of like ruined my plans because I was communicating with my colleagues, hey, I'm driving back home and we finished our meeting at 5 p.m. Well, lo and behold, I couldn't drive because of my license plate was from Guangzhou. So there's just a lesson learned from my end that I hope you don't run into in the future. I just found this information quite valuable when I ran into Edward on WeChat and did the interview because now there's a way for foreigners to finance their vehicles instead of buying all the vehicles full in cash, which is not so realistic. If you have any questions about this process or if you're interested in buying a vehicle yourself in China, whether it's new or used, feel free to contact me on my social media at Expat Survival. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I hope you learned something from this episode. Keep surviving and I'll catch you in the next one.